Welcome to the first episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Ollie. And I'm Liam. This is exciting, isn't it, Liam? This is mental. How hard <laughs> can it be to make a podcast? We are about to find out uncharted territory. Out. <laughs> Here we go then. Yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. So, you know, the purpose of this podcast is for us all to learn about new topics. And the idea originally started so that we could learn enough about a subject to hold a conversation with anyone about anything. Yeah, so this can be a really useful skill to learn in like all sorts of scenarios. Um, You might be at the pub with your mates, you might be chatting to work colleagues, your boss, maybe even your future father-in-law, you know, just knowing enough about something to have a conversation. Um, We're going to cover a wide range of topics and hopefully we might introduce you to something new, new topic, but maybe a concept that we think will be useful to learn. Sounds good. So, you know, we're not experts in the subjects that we cover, and this is a summary of the research and the reading that we've done. So the idea is that we do the hard work and then share what we think is the most useful information for you to know. I'm looking forward to it. We can just help a few people uh, learn a little bit more about some subjects and be confident to talk about them, then that would be great. Absolutely. Sounds good to me. Shall we get started? Yeah, let's go for it. And just so you know, this week we will be discussing craft beer all right then so craft beer is this week's topic now we're always going to start our pod with just a little quick chat about what we already knew and what we already thought about the topic Mm -hmm. so we gave ourselves a week to research the information and we will shortly discuss what we've learned but but just before we start that ollie craft beer what did you know before we began i like it that's one of the things that i know yeah, I, I I always seem to get attracted to it if I go into a, a, a bar. I always like sort of the way that it it looks, like when it's on the the hops or on the you know the, the taps or the or the the cans that you see of it. And I guess I've always just thought like with it being crafted, it just means that somebody's just taken a bit more time to craft it rather than it being just manufactured as like a, a big 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 beer might be. How about yourself? Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. I know a grand total of diddly squat. I don't know nothing about it. I All I know is it's in more pubs nowadays. It's always in fancy cans with funny colours on it, with funny names like dog head or something like that. <laughs> and it's always slightly more expensive than a pint. So I'm never, I'm, I'm never drawn to it, as you it's, well know. The other thing that, um, that I did know about it, which I've sort of learned a couple of times the hard way, is when I've been attracted to, if I go into a new pub, I like to look around and maybe try a different beer. And a couple of times I've, I've gone in and asked for something that I've seen on one of the taps and it, it looks pretty funky. I get it all served up, pay for it, take a sip, and then it hits me and like, whoa, I think, what was that? I'll double check, you know, what it says on the shield about it. And it'll say it's like a 9% or a 12 percenter. So yeah, I've learned the hardware a couple of times. So something else I do know is that I'm pretty sure it's normally stronger than uh, your regular beers. Okay. Well, well, that's a lot more than me because I wouldn't be buying one in the first place. So, <laughs> so we had a week to research, which is sort of the point, isn't it? You know, we're, we're trying to find something, you know, we're not going to lose because we're going to learn about something that we didn't know. And I didn't know about it and I couldn't talk about it, but I've had a week to research this information. I've done some reading, watched some videos, read some articles, you know, things like that. And uh, I think it's time to get to sharing about what we've learned about craft beer. Yeah, definitely. It's a subject now that I feel much more comfortable talking about than what I did a week ago. And I think one of the things that sort of surprised me 
about it in the first place was just the the definition of craft beer. I mean, how did you yeah, find it's that? Hard, it's, it, it's hard to um, it's hard to nail it down, isn't it? Uh, you know, I, I read many, many places trying to trying to explain what craft beer was exactly, and um, I tend to. A lot of people went back to three things. I don't know if you learned this. There, there mm-hmm. were three things that they kept saying. One of them being that the company that makes the beer, they only make six million barrels, um, six million barrels or less, which yep. sounds like a lot, but apparently that's that's not, not, not many in the world of beers, I guess, six million. Um, it's also an independently owned company. So the company that make it are at least 75% um, owned like by themselves they're not they haven't got any big business or something investing in them and third which is a little bit harder to nail down is that they're quite traditional um and they use traditional methods in making it and things um i don't know how you quite judge that though yeah so do you you agree with that did you find that out yeah i did it was um i i certainly found out similar to yourself that it's that there's not really a consensus on the the definition or they've not been able to nail down, you know, what it actually means. But certainly on that, that one around the traditional methods, it's very much about the, the ingredients that are being used are a very high quality and they're not sort of fattening out the beer with any like nasty additives like rice or corn that is sometimes used by um, okay. larger brewing corporations because then that is a way that they can then reduce the costs um, and do mass production, whereas it it seems that craft breweries and craft brewing is based on a bit more about love and innovation and coming up with the, the next greatest flavours. So uh, talking about the six million barrels bit, I don't know if you, you found this bit out, um, and we might get onto it. Well, we will get onto this a little bit later. One of the biggest craft breweries in the world is Samuel Adams, which mm-hmm. is in America, which is like a ginormous craft beer company. They had to change the six million barrels. It used to be two million but they got so big and they were making so many that the the definition changed to be 6 million so that they could continue to be a craft brewery. Yep. Um, Cause I, I think in American places they get tax breaks and things if they're classed as a craft brewery. So it's in their interest to remain under 6 million, I guess, but yes. obviously they got, they got so big, they went over the 2 million that it was originally. Yes. Yeah. And I, I thought it was quite interesting here in the UK, we've got, um, what a Scottish brewery that called Brewdog that um, has now gone global, and it might be people listening today. You're having a, a Brewdog beer while you're listening, but they they've gone global, and they they tend to be a bit of the renegades within the industry. And they've even suggested that they think defining the term small, they don't agree with the six million barrels, and they think it should actually be under half a million barrels annually. So they're they're of the favour, even though they're way bigger than what a craft brewery is. They say, we just make great beer, but they don't want to class themselves as a craft beer because they're sticking up for the small breweries. So yes, yeah, yeah, interesting. Which is, which is interesting because they are so much bigger than yeah. every other brewery. Their turnover was, I wrote this down somewhere, their turnover was like 86 million pounds or something last year. Nice. And the next highest was like nowhere near, like 10 or something like that. I think it was called Camden Brewery. Or, or something like that. I was, you know, I don't know any of these beers. I, I don't know any of these these companies. So apologies if I'm saying them wrong. Camden Brewery and Brooklyn Brewery, yep. like I don't yeah, know, yeah. in in the top top five or something. And but yeah, yeah, Brewdog miles clear of everybody else as far Definitely. as sales go here in the UK. So yeah, so it's, it's quite funny. There's no clear definition. The the American Brewing Association have tried to come up with one, which is around the the definition of small. 
independence and those or traditional and authentic methods. But it's still a pretty pretty hard thing to sort of nail down. On on the, uh, the 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 theme of America, did you come across anything about America and sort of how it started? Now we all know that I do love America, and if, if you don't know, I used to live there. <laughs> Quite an on run ongoing joke. Yeah. So um, so craft beer. If you want to know that sort of the history, as far as as far as as far as we can find out, I guess. Um, back in the twenties, I think it was nineteen twenty. In fact, they had um, prohibition in America which was where you weren't allowed to buy, sell, produce, like no alcohol was allowed. And actually that could be a topic we go into another day because I didn't really know much about it other than the fact you're not allowed anything to do with alcohol. Um, And then about 1930 something, I think it was 33 I'm going to go with, when prohibition ended. Essentially there became a law where, where you were allowed to now produce beer. So lots of people basically started home brewing and it sort of eventually took off from that is, nice. is as far as, is, is, is that where is, did you, you agree with that? Somewhere oh, sort yeah, of like so, the, in the seventies, it was about the seventies. It just started kicking off. Absolutely. It, it was where people then sort of taken some of like the, the traditional European recipes, put them through, you know, big, very big American tasting hops, um, adding their hops into them. And then a lot of people were able to home brew. And it got to, well, it's got to a point now where there's roughly breweries now opening at a rate of one a day in the United States. Um, yeah, I read, I read, just jumping in there, I read somewhere there are about 6,300 breweries in America now. And they approximately 98% of them are craft breweries, which is absolutely nuts. Yeah, incredible, know? right? Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'd read that, that part of the... The reason they they so what they did is they started copying European beers like German beers and Belgian mm-hmm. beers and British beers because because of the war and because of the opening of travel and stuff a lot of a lot of Americans would go abroad try all of these English beers these like light ales as they tended to be and then they'd come back to to um to America and and they weren't there and they had all their own beers they didn't have these ones and these. European beers were much easier to try and brew themselves. Mm-hmm. So because they were all brewing in their own houses, it was just it was easier for them to to brew ales and, and beers much more like our ones. So they, they'd copy ours, they'd put their own spin on it, you know, throw in some of their own hops, change the flavor slightly. I also read somewhere that what they then started to do was they would carbonate it because our, our ales, like if you have a traditional ale, yes, it's it's flat. But obviously in the 70s and 80s, Bud Light and, you know, all those big, big cores and stuff, they're all over the place, all fizzy. So they, they started copying ours, but then they started putting their own flavors into it. And then they fizzed them up, basically, um, yeah, they, um, just to make they, them more palatable, I guess. They would then, they would then add the CO2 after the, the, the ferment, fermentation process themselves. One of the things that I was, when I started looking into the, the differences between craft beer and your your big beer so your your more traditional lagers and what have you was just how you just can come up with some real imaginative combinations of using hops yeah, okay. and there's, there's different ways that you can use hops as an ingredient um and there's one that's particularly popular and it was interesting because it's something that i like myself is there's a citra hop so it's where you the hops and might be interesting just to talk about some of the ingredients the hops is where you then get the um, the bitterness and that taste 
and that like yeah. citrusy flavor that yeah. then brings out all of that sort of um, different aroma and taste that you would then traditionally get with like a, a cause light or something. I mean, yeah. did you, did you look into it at all about the, the ingredients that make up beers? I mean, this could be a separate topic in itself entirely. So as far as I can tell, and yeah. for the record, I've actually been to the Bud, one of the Budweiser um, factories when I was in St. Louis, I think it was. So, you know, they probably told me the same thing. Hops, malt, water, and yeast. Exactly. Uh, is, is as far as I've got. And um, yeah, it's 90% water. The yeast, what's the yeast do? Turn it into alcohol or something. Um, and then the malt gives it its color, I think. And I read somewhere that if you put in a roasted malt, like a, a really roasty malt, then you get a stout, you get like a Guinness. Yep. So it goes really dark. If you put in like a, a caramelly malt, you get your ales and your brown ales and things. And then if you use lighter malts, you tend to get your pale ales, yeah. which is sort of what they ended up with, I guess. Exactly. So the malt, so it's exactly as you say. So you've got you've got the four basic ingredients. And this is even if you're having your craziest tasting craft beer, or if you're having your, you know, your mass-produced beer, it's water, it's the hops, it's the malt, and it's the yeast. And yeah, the, the hops there is where you can get the bitterness that comes through. And de- depending on um, how they're dried and how they're looked after, it adds different dryness and acidity to the beer. Exactly okay. what you were saying with the malts. This is where you can then get your sweeter notes. So if you've cooked them, and then this is where like the imagination comes out of a craft beer. So if you decide to cook your malt for longer, obviously it's it's cooked longer. It might be a little bit burnt, but when it goes through the fermentation process, it comes out tasting sweeter. Okay, which is pretty cool. And so that's where you can have the creation of playing around with different combinations of the, the hops and the malt. And then you've then got the yeast and that the yeast is actually a fungus. Um, and that's such a yeah, key, key part to making the beer. This is where you can then decide how long the fermentation process is. So like effectively the cooking process. And then because there's so many different varieties of yeast and what have you, then you can get different types of, of flavors from, from your beer. I, I tried to, to um, well, obviously started with a Google, like what is a craft beer? And it turns out like, like there isn't actually a, a there's not a one, is there? There's just, because no. of all these flavors and because so many people are doing it, like these thousands and thousands of people are, are basically starting out as these little micro breweries. There's so many flavors that it's impossible to list them all. Yep. And yeah, there's just there's just not one, and and what tends to happen is when when lots of breweries make very similar tasting ones, that that taste becomes a style of its of its own, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you just get yeah what different flavors and I started that come from it. Obviously, one problem craft breweries have got is the big business wanting. So what what is happening at the minute? Obviously, is is as craft beer is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The bigger beer companies are trying to fight it if you like and i was reading that that um i can't remember the i can't say the name properly so apologies it's the i think it's the company that owns bud anheuser bush yeah i don't know if i've said that wrong yeah 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 Um, go with that what what the big companies are doing is they're buying up fields of hops and barley they're buying up whole fields in america which mean that the microbreweries the the tiny little craft breweries are, are having trouble because they can't get their hands on the malt and the barley that they need wow. because the big companies are just buying it up. So, okay. that, um, and what they're doing 
is, you know, it's that if you can't beat them, join them. They're either bringing out their own craft beers or they're buying up the little companies just yep. for ridiculous money. Corona, have this, Corona bought up a company in, uh, I think it was 2014 or 2016, the company that owns Corona. Uh, no, 2015 it was. They paid a billion dollars for a company called Ballast Point, a billion dollars wow. for a tiny craft company that had started just years before. Um, Incredible. And, and since have now got rid of that company, like sold them off to somebody, but they haven't said how much it was for. Uh, <laughs> but it was a billion dollars to begin with, you know, because that, you know, they've got no choice but to get involved because yeah, all the money's in the craft beer at the minute. Um, just on that, when, when I found this fact out about Budweiser, um, in 2006, a couple of little number facts for you. I don't know if everybody knows, but I teach maths as an actual job. So the numbers are always going to come out when, when I'm talking about something. In 2006, Budweiser shipped approximately 24 million barrels of Bud, uh, the company that owned Bud. 24 million barrels and 7 million barrels of craft beer, right? Okay. So, you know, two, three quarters of their output was, was Bud, just general beer. In 2016, so 10 years later, they sold about half as much bud, so only 13 million barrels, but t- nearly 24 million barrels of craft. Wow. So, like, they've now got twice as much. But that's that's not them brewing the craft. That's them buying up all yeah. these other companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like it. you were saying, like, wanting to jump on the bandwagon. And some of the some of the coolest things about, like, those the craft breweries, apart from the the taste and the aroma and the, the love and everything that's gone into making it and how great they tend to be with like sort of working with the wider community and, and what have you is I love it how creative they go not just for the the beer itself but the names and the naming convention and the brands that they have and I just thought I wanted to share some with um, with you and the listeners today that some of them feature some some brilliant puns or some great like pop culture references within them so here was here's a couple that I found I don't know if you came across the smooth operator no. Smooth operator. Yeah, adding nice. tumbleweed there. Then uh, there's the, the hoppy ending, pale ale. Okay. You've got the, the pathological lager rather than pathological liar. Um, and then there, here are a couple that, that made, me, uh, made me laugh. There's one of in Maguire's Irish Pub and Brewery over in uh, good old Ireland. Is, it's called I Have What the Gentleman on the Floor is Having, just because they're so strong normally. Interesting. And then the last one, this is where craft beer with their weird names. Fancy going in into a pub and saying, I'd like a pint of your best moose drool, please. That, yeah, I mean, yeah, these all sound very, very appealing. <laughs> the, the names are nuts, though. Like, like I've, n- I've never, act- I don't think I've ever had one. But, you know, to know they're just, they're just a take on a beer. Like, it will taste like a beer. It would just be almost... Almost like a flavoured beer, I guess. Like it would just be, yeah, I don't know, a bit more fancy than a than a bud yeah. or whatever. You should you should get on board, Stace. They taste really nice, and some people have put some, um, yes, yeah, a lot of effort and love into the creativity behind them. What the the other thing as well, as I said at the start, which was reconfirmed, is that they do tend to be higher on your alcohol content. So, average craft beers come out at about five point nine percent in volume. Okay. Whereas if you're looking at your macro breweries, so these are the mass produced ones, their average is about 5%. Okay. But yeah, as similar to what I said, you don't want to get stung and accidentally order yourself a pint of dogfish head, which is about 15% IPA. So yeah, just need to be careful there. Very true. 
So what did you make of it, Stace? I researching the the, the subject. I, I, I think first, just I think we'd like to finish. I think we should hit everybody with a fact. You know, a little, ah, nice. So is this something little, that you're um, thinking of doing regularly? What then? do you think if we, you know, yeah, I'm going to throw it in the first pod. I'm going to say right. That, once we finish discussing our little research, obviously, you know, we spent a week doing that. We we could have we could have done that for a year and and we'd know everything about it. Just that's what we found out in about a week. You know, we've got real jobs as well, so we've worked it around that. But just I think it'd be nice if we finished on a fact, like something something that someone could yeah. take home, nice, and, and almost start a conversation with. You know, um, so you got something you could tell me? You know, if you, you next time you're in the pub, you want to work in lunch, you've got your boss in front of you and he orders a pint of craft or something, something, you know, a bit of dog head. What are you going to say to him? <laughs> so something, something I did find out just as a little factor or a, a tidbit there is craft beer is good for your bones because it has high levels of silicon. Now, just I don't really know what silicon does for your bones, but it's obviously good for you. And obviously know. you, makes craft beer sound more healthy than what it should be i don't i don't know what it's doing in a craft beer so uh <laughs> well i found this fact out which i quite like yeah go on hit me so, with your one so this is in the u.s so i'd imagine this is probably quite true everywhere so craft beer is obviously cared for and it's made by small companies so they tend to they don't have the ginormous factories they've got lots of people working for them and stuff yeah um in america craft beer or all the craft breweries produce about seven percent of the of the beer that's consumed but they have about 50 percent of the employees because they've got so many people because they're they tend to be like um um like local everybody works there in the yep. whole area everybody works in in the brewery because they're in these tiny little towns and things so they've got all the all the people in there but you know they're not making quite as much volume but they've got all the people working there seven yep. percent versus fifty percent that yeah, that is an interesting fact. And there's, I guess it's because it, it does take that human interaction. You can't just rely on just a machine, you know, coming up with the the mass produced beer. That you know, yeah, because it's all about the taste. It's all about, it's yeah, all about exactly. the different tastes and things. And you know, you need people doing that, I guess. So, nice. so that'll help. So, so after after hearing your facts, I like that, and threw in my little one about the the silicon there, and it hopefully being healthy for you. Once you'd once you'd taken the time and done the research and looked into it, Liam, what were your what were your opinion your opinions on the topic afterwards of craft brewing? It's just interesting. I just like where it came from. It just it's really organic. It came out of everybody deciding they could, you know, as soon as they were told they could make beer, everybody started making beer. And it's like organically turned into this ginormous sort of entity that is sort of swamping the world you know all these craft beers coming over from america to us and they're basically copying our beers and making them slightly different uh do you know like indian pale ale used to be something we sent out to india on ships um it was it was an ale that went out on ships because it could look after you know it didn't need to be in a fridge and stuff because obviously there's no fridges came back to england became a sort of a thing but then fridges turned up so they sort of stopped making it but then the americans you know they're, they're making whatever they want they are oh, let, let, let's re, revisit ipa and ipas sort yeah. of we invented it it disappeared they america reinvented it sent it back to us now we're copying the american version so you know i just like the organicness of it really like where it's sort of everyone's just sort of being creative nice i guess um i guess from my point of view it was just going into that next level of detail of, yeah, I knew it tasted nice. I knew I liked the look of it and um, I knew it was something that I'd sort of like gravitate to, but now I feel I have a better understanding about, you know, what it is with the 
the way that they treat the hops and the the malt um, and just some of the thinking behind, you know, that that love and that different combinations of um, those ingredients that goes into it. So, yeah, I, I found it a really interesting subject this week for us to um, to look at and a, a topic that I'm much more confident about now. Hopefully somebody else is as well, you know, hopefully someone, hopefully someone is listening to this right now, going somewhere to a bar and they're about to talk about it. Exactly. That'd be Imagine amazing. That. If and if you do do that, everybody, by the way, just point out it was two guys, one topic. That's where you heard the information. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Nice one. Lovely. Right. Well, that was a fun week. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you again next week. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Two Guys and One Topic today. We would absolutely love to hear your thoughts on our episode. Any suggestions you think of things we could have said or anything we said that was a bit controversial that you want us to discuss, that'd be great. Contact us on Twitter or Instagram at Two Guys One Topic. If you've got any topics you'd like us to cover, please let us know. We will get back to you. Thank you very much, everybody. See you next week.